the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas. I am so glad to be here with you this morning. Christmas morning can be so full of passing presents, sharing stockings, crowding kitchens, feasting on fineries. And I'm especially glad that we have gathered here. Glad we've stepped away from the hustle and bustle to pause and to ponder a great mystery. I'm also glad this morning for our reading from the Gospel of St. John. Because more than any other evangelist, he invites us to pause and to ponder, to enter into this mystery of the Incarnation. And unfortunately, our, our lectionary cycle of readings only gives us tastes and teases of John's Gospel at particular times throughout our church year. We hear this prologue of John on Christmas Day, and we follow Jesus to the cross through John's gospel every year during Holy Week. We read John's account of the resurrection every Easter, and during Advent and Christmas, Epiphany and Lent, we often turn to John's gospel. And I want you to notice this trend. Because when we're preparing for and celebrating these deepest mysteries of our faith, the incarnation, the passion, the resurrection, and in those seatings preceding and following these big celebrations, as we try to figure out what is happening or what is about to happen, we turn to St. John. And today is just such a day. We've gathered here together to hear again the message of the angels and in heart and mind to go unto Bethlehem to see that babe lying in the manger. And John is here with us, holding our hands, hoping to lead us into contemplation of this mystery that is before our eyes. And that's what this prologue of John is all about. It's a beautiful piece of poetry. It is, as New Testament scholar Ray Brown puts it, a confession of faith set to music. So let's take some time to listen to John's melody. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. In the beginning. It's no accident that John opens his gospel this way. John knows that this opening, in the beginning, will call to mind the beginning. In the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth. This mystery, John wants us to understand, is a continuation of God's ongoing work in and through creation. 
John is about to tell us not a story of one person's history, some long time ago in a place far away, but this game-changing story about God's cosmic history, which begins in the beginning, develops through ancient and modern times, and is continuing right here and right now for us. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. It's as though John is saying, remember that word us that has been mystifying the people of God for centuries? I can help. I can share with you who the us really is. And he continues, in the beginning was the word All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. In the beginning, John says, Jesus, who is the word of God, was there. The soul of this Jesus, the essence of this one, is the one through whom everything was made. John's opening calls to mind not only the original in the beginning, but also the conclusion of that same narrative. Because when God finished creating, God looks around at everything and says, it is very good, at least for a moment. I expect John knows that his in the beginning will call next to mind what happens right afterwards in Genesis. It took God's people only two short chapters before we violated the one rule given in this vast sea of grace. The rule intended to protect us and to teach us about our maker. God's love and provision, God's abundant grace offered us everything we needed. But we figured we could just do fine by doing things our own way. And the sin of eating of the fruit which God had prohibited was the sin of rejecting God's place in our lives. The sin of forgetting that we were made were already both like God and at the same time, not God. Only two chapters takes us from God saw that it was very good to the all-too-familiar, heart-wrenching question, where are you? Spoken to two human beings, naked and ashamed, hiding in the shadows of darkness that began to creep into God's good creation. All that, John tells us, all that is necessary to understand what we behold when we come to Bethlehem to find this child in this manger. Because this child is the light of the world who will right all of our wrongs. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Look with me at the light of this world. This child, this is the word of God in flesh who lived among us. The word of God took on human flesh and lived among the people of God. 
John's message for us today, his good news, is that this child whom we behold this morning has united once and forever our humanity with divinity. For the word became flesh and lived among us. I wish I could explain how this is so. I wish it because I really long to know. But that's not our task today. Today we're called to rest and to ponder this great mystery in our lives. And so to that end, I offer the, one, the words of one who pondered long ago, St. Augustine. And of the mystery of the incarnation, he wrote, And now, with what words shall we praise the love of God? What thanks shall we give? God so loved us that for our sakes, he, through whom time was made, was made in time, older by eternity than the world itself. He became younger in age than many of his servants in the world. God, who made man, was made man. He was given existence by a mother whom he had brought into existence. He was carried in hands which he formed. He was nursed at breasts which he filled. He cried like a baby in the manger in speechless infancy. This word, without which human eloquence is speechless. Sisters and brothers, draw near with me and give thanks and praise to God for this great mystery, for this great love. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore him.